Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by the fiendish man in the land, Sean Bennett. We're bringing you episode 82 tonight. It's going to be a special episode because I'm actually sitting in the land of the Bennett. That's what I call this place, but I, I have the opportunity to sit with him in person here uh, in his apartment. That's a rarity. Uh, you normally were at a- HQ, uh, How to Hobby Podcast HQ with our many leather-bound books. Uh, but in this case, we've taken it to the land of the Bennett, and we have a, a really wonderful episode lined up tonight. Right, Sean? Oh, yeah. I'm First of all, welcome to my apartment. Uh, this is the first time you've been here. Not many people have actually been here still because I've only been here a few months. So welcome to my humble abode. I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to host it, happy that you're in town. I know you're in town for a couple of days. You'll be back again. We're going to do this again in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I'm, yeah, just happy to be able to actually host it here today. This you, is cool. You should see it. We're, we're like hunkered around this table. You know, Sean's <laughs> bending over. He's, he's just, he's such a man and I'm such a boy that it's, it's you know, it's very... Uh, I, I just see it once again in real time. But we're making it work. <laughs> we're, making, we're making it work. He's like, you're going to sit over here, John. I'm like, okay. But we do have, I always come bearing gifts when I see a good buddy. And you know what? This is the actually the Thanksgiving episode. So we're going to be going through the things that we're thankful for in this episode and why it's important to be thankful in your life. We've talked about it numerous times throughout this year. But we're going to go through our personal list for you guys today. Hopefully it's a fun exercise and we'd encourage you to do the same thing in your own lives. So let's start off right here, Sean. I brought for us a uh, one of the beers that I had mentioned on the show live, which was the Lemon Shark. For those of you who are ongoing listeners of the podcast, you know that I'm, I'm kind of like the beer aficionado um, here at HQ. And if, if you guys are streaming into the How To Hobby Lounge, feel free to sit back in, these, in those chairs, get ready to have a, a wonderful evening or morning wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this podcast. But this is the anniversary ale that I had mentioned to Sean by Stone Brewing, and it's, it's very ornate, isn't it, Sean? It's it got is. A, it's it, really beautiful, you, actually. You, uh, you were admiring the can uh, in real time as, we, as I popped them out on you, surprising you. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually enjoy these on air, uh, which is which is a rare thing. Cheers, cheers, sir. And uh, so bear with us as we as we just enjoy this moment um, together and giving thanks. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. We always want to uh, make sure you you know that we care about you, the listenership. We we wouldn't even have the lights on right now. If it wasn't for all of your dedicated support, you following, you liking. So we thank you all for contributing throughout this year. And we've got a little bit more to go, but the holidays are in full swing. So uh, this is this is a moment. So Sean, your thoughts. You got to give them to me. I have never tried this before. So just to put that out there, never tried this before. It's actually been a minute since I've had a stone beer, but I really like it. It's really good. It's got... I know it's called lemon shark, but it actually has a nice citrusy note mm. to it. But it's subtle; it's not overwhelming. Like some some IPAs that I've found, it's just either crazy hop or crazy citrus, and it's not balanced so well. But this seems to be balanced pretty well. Have well, I ever told you the story of my first introduction to a double IPA? Uh, no, I okay. I, I, don't I haven't know if heard I told this you one. or on the air. Uh, the company that John and I used to work at. They had their grand opening, and it was at a winery next door. It was across the street. And they had a bar there, and they had all kinds of beers from Corona up to double IPAs. I don't think triple IPAs were a thing then. <laughs> but they are now. The the bartender was cracking a joke with us, and he said, do you know one of the fastest ways to be able to tell whether somebody is actually of drinking age or not? And we're like, what? He goes, if they ever look at me and ask for the dipper." Because they don't know it's the double IPA. They just see Dippa on the 
the menu and they go, the can big, I have that the big dipper? dipper? Can I have that big dipper? And he's like, it's the clearest indication someone's not 21 trying to ask for beer. So in, in San Diego, <laughs> in San Diego, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you go somewhere else, you got like these places where people are just figuring out craft beer. Yeah, I'm sure true. the DIPA is very confusing <laughs> as it is even for me. I mean, it's also kind of funny to say. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I've been one to be out there dipping Dip, it up in the, the bar scene. But so, so that's where you got your... Did you did you order a dipper? I did. I did. I I asked for a dipper more more to be ironic because he just told me about it. But that was <laughs> that was actually my first double I'd ever had, and then I haven't had one in a while. My dad drinks them a lot, but I haven't had one. I usually stick with Pacific or Corona mainly because it's cheap. Oh yeah, <laughs> so well, it's and, a simple and, beer. And again, this is this is really uh, something you. It's a special occasion. Yeah. Right. This is not something you, and they they put tons of love and. In Arizona, actually, this was like a $20 six-pack. Wow. So, and in here, it was much cheaper, which I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, but I'm um, glad. Give, th- give thanks for coming give, to San Diego. Give thanks. I do beer. give thanks. I couldn't believe that literally the first grocery store, I went with my dad to go. We were getting something for uh, breakfast and at, at the grocery store for the family. And literally, the first store here, I go in, it wasn't even like a, it wasn't anything. It was just a major market. And they got this on the shelf. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Welcome this, to San Diego. No, it's it, and and for for people that don't understand, you know, like the true, it it, it is kind of jaw dropping. And then you go to restaurants here, and then and then it's the same thing. Like I, when I come here, it's kind of I'm like I get a little giddy <laughs> because I know that even going to like a restaurant, you know, most people go in, they want to get a cocktail. I'm like, oh, show me the beer list, yeah. and I'm I'm in there scrolling through and trying to figure out, you know, if they have a good selection if they do and most places here do mm-hmm. it's just like you get so excited talk about happiness I and know. thanksgiving i agree i agree there's a, a pool hall slash bar that i've been going to with one of my coworkers that's right down the street called mcgregor's and they've got like four pool tables we'll go grab a beer play pool after work one day and their beer list is is that in forest no it's actually down here off off of of this street, this main street. Really? Yeah, okay. it's McGregor, I, McGregor's there's Grill. A, there's a couple different McGregor's. I know that for a fact, but yep. wow, I have not been to that oh, one. Oh, it's got great food, great pool tables, and then their beer selection. They also have cocktails and alcohols, but their beer selection is wild. I ended up getting a, it was a Japanese something. I can't even remember what it was. It was, it was a beer I had never tried before, and it was amazing. Like I, I can't even remember what it was. I wish I did, but well, it was really so. Good. It was like a rice, more of like a rice forward beer. Yeah, because that's was, sort of how the Japanese. Yep. Yeah, I can't remember thing. what kind of beer it was. It wasn't a lager, but it, it was a Japanese blend, and it was wild. It was really yeah. That's cool. that's cool, and it it was on drafter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's always great to try new things, and that's that's something we're very blessed. I I feel like in general, one of those things that we just take for granted here. You can either make your make your money to make your experiences worthwhile or just make your money and, and kind of go paycheck to paycheck. And I, I again, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that we're big fans of the the former, which is make your money and, and put it to work for you or put it to use and put it away for special occasions yep. and experiences. And when you sort of transition into the, you, you get... Because as your job gets better and you make more money, listeners, go figure. You're you're able to do things more frequently than you than you thought you would, and just share with people that that I don't know. It's something we take for granted, I think, just in our culture here in yep. the U.S. And I do try to cultivate personally a you know more of a sharing. If you can, you know, spot somebody. If you can spend time with somebody even even just spending time and and having a conversation and being interested with somebody you're not ready to really see what that impact could be and um you know we've we've experienced that firsthand with our with our podcast and how much we've grown together as people but you know just with anybody it could be a work buddy co-worker Mm -hmm. um it could be somebody you meet I was just traveling up in San Francisco. That's why we didn't have the podcast last week, listeners. I, oh man, I forgot to <laughs> forgot to bring up the elephant in the room, and it's not the Iron Horse. It is, uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't put out an episode last week, so we do apologize for that for that, listeners, because 
you know how serious we are about our 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 promptness about bringing you quality content once a week. It is a part of what we do. So uh, I was out running a, a test campaign uh, that I had been that I've been in planning and in works on at work for about five months. It went down very well, so that's that's very positive uh, overall. But I missed you guys, so we are back. Uh, I miss you, Sean. Miss you too. And um, but when I was there, you know, I met a lot of people because again, when you're when you're on work travel, you don't you do what Sean does, which is go into the whatever restaurant you order for one, <laughs> and and then somehow you you spark up these conversations with people. Yep. Uh, here and there, everywhere. So, yeah, it's it's a very fun time, and I would encourage everyone. We've talked about it a couple times throughout this this era of the How to Hobby podcast. You can check any of our prior eighty one episodes for for some of the goods, and we'd encourage you to as well. Um, but we we love this, and we think it's very important that you interact with people spontaneously, organically, and don't leave people hanging. So before we get into tonight's episode, which we've already sort of been hinting at the surface, it's been like surface level, uh, we're going to be giving thanks tonight personally, and we hope you do too along with us. Hopefully we can, some of the things that we're thankful for, you can be thankful for as well. And that's kind of the goal. We come around each other around the table. The Thanksgiving table has been set tonight. We've got the lemon shark. We've got the, the focus right. And, and we're going to make it tight. So before we do that, everyone's favorite topic, social media, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a five-star review, following us, and really now you can actually comment. There's there's this new, we haven't told anybody this yet, but there's this new feature in Spotify, Sean. You can actually give us live comments back on every single episode of this podcast. That's a so new feature. So if you are listening on Spotify, feel free to drop a comment directly in the episode below. But if you're not and you're listening on an Apple podcast or somewhere else, Pocket Casts, feel free to reach out to us on our Gmail account. That's howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. We have a website, howtohobbypodcast.com. And uh, you can reach us at the social media handles at How to Hobby Podcast. That's where to get in touch with us first. So let's dive into tonight's content. It is going to be all about giving thanks. So why this is important, listeners, is reflecting over everything is a very important aspect and and part of your week. And my and, and we just talked about this recently, Sean. How adding a very specific time of recollection and whether it's weekly and then monthly, there, there's, there's different cabinets of, you know, pulling that out and, and letting it, letting your mind go through that exercise. But in this case, uh, we're going to do it live for you and, and be very specific about it. But in general, I do this once a week. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really thinking about things that, Maybe it's past, past things that have made me feel joy or peace. Maybe it's um, when I'm on my bike, I'm sitting there thinking about how I'm going to do better at work tomorrow or the next week. Setting up my task list mentally. Do you, do you, do you set up a mental task list? I do. <clears throat> I find that I struggle sometimes with keeping track of it. So I actually, most of mine I put down on digital paper mm-hmm. rather than on my phone. But yeah, or OneNote. I've been really getting into that lately. Ooh, I like mental lists, but I forget things easily. So I got to write it down. It's one of my weaknesses that I've recognized and I'm working on getting better at it. Well, we can all be better at this one specifically, Sean. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll encourage one another in this. So let's, let's talk about what, what gear specifically. And so what, we're going to break this down into three categories tonight, listeners, for your listening pleasure. We're going to talk about things that we really enjoyed this year in terms of gear. So that would be anything physically that we've interacted with. Um, then we're going to talk through progress we've made, things that we're thankful for regarding our achievements and opportunities this year. And we're going to finish up with some lessons learned. And along the way, we'll be dropping things into the show notes in real time for you to enjoy. So sit back, 
dive into the How To Hobby Lounge. It's still filling up. Welcome, and we thank you for listening. Sean, what, what's, what's a piece of gear that's just singing to you right now this year? You can see it from where you're sitting on the couch right now. <laughs> it is the the wonderful grill that I actually have out on my balcony. It's the Blackstone flat top griddle. It's the 36 inch with the four burners, the two side tables, the front rack that has all the hanging hooks and everything. This has been something that I've wanted for quite a while. It's been on my, my want list for uh, probably at least a year or two, I would say. But when I was living at my parents' house, I didn't have the space or the time really to be able to, to invest in this. So once I moved out, I was able to invest and I actually got a really nice Blackstone. Good deal from Costco. Got a nice Blackstone. And I've been cooking at minimum one meal a week on it. At max, I've been cooking about three to four meals a week. I really like doing breakfasts on it. I've been doing a lot of sauteing of vegetables and, and stir fries and stuff. So it's just, it's not that it cooks anything differently. Because this is, I think, a little bit of a misnomer when you get a new kitchen tool or a pan or a pot. <laughs> it all pretty much cooks it the same, but it's how you interact with the tool that changes the meaning of that tool to you. The meaning of the Blackstone is it encourages me to do more home cooking in big batches so that I have more leftovers for lunch to bring to work and I don't have to buy lunch at work. It encourages me to eat healthier because I'm able to do a bunch of veggies all at once and I don't have to sit in multiple pans or broiling or steaming or oven roasting. I can just throw everything on the blacktop and cook it all at once. So I'm encouraged more to, to eat better and to focus more on the process too. I mean, there's something meditative about cooking your food. And we've talked about this oh, yeah. bunch, but the concept of just sitting out there and hearing that sizzle of your own food hit the pan, there's something like trans the fire, the, fire, the heat transcendent about it where the food means more, right? Every bite is that much more special. And, and, you know, honestly, I can be more thankful for each bite. So it's not that it's some magic tool that the second I bought it, all of a sudden I'm an amazing cook. It's just changing my relationship with the food that I'm cooking. So yeah, the Blackstone, number one piece of gear I've bought all year long. It was absolutely worth the investment. I, would, I do not regret it at all. I bought a really beautiful cover for it, as you can see, so it's protected from any rain. I just yeah this thing is and and honestly this is the second time you've mentioned this you mm -hmm. you mentioned this on episode 81 I believe yeah that's how how much we're into this blackstone right now because the last episode was about cooking and oh man do we love cooking and winter meals are a thing so I'm gonna need to take a closer look at this right now it's shrouded yes in mystery of the the blackstone cover but I I after this one you have an amazing apartment this is a uh, this is really special to see. And then, you know, to have a balcony. Yeah, I know. That is And that it's is a nice. big balcony too because it goes from this wall all the way to the end of the bathroom. So it's about a 15, 20 foot long balcony. What? It's not very wide, but yeah. it absolutely fits everything I need. And you see the door is like a six foot door. So you oh, open man. that up and the Blackstone setup, you you literally walk out the door onto the balcony and you're standing at the Blackstone. Yeah, yeah. Which no, makes it is, really nice when you're going perfect. back and forth to the kitchen to yeah. wash your hands or to grab more food. You just walk straight out, boom, right on there. This is this is really a great setup. So, yeah, to, and this is something that's big for you. I mean, like you said, you, you had been planning this for two years. Yep. And then it finally came to be. So I think it shows the importance of having something. I think a lot of times, listeners, we get into our own heads and feel that pressure. And you might even be feeling that right now, that Black Friday pressure. Mm -hmm. And what I would say, I would encourage you to calm down on it, listeners. And and I know that that's never, I can say it because you can't see me and you're not going to like <laughs> punch me in the face. Um, but in general, because I know in general, like it's not great to say calm down to anybody. But, but there's so much stress that comes along with this time that really is unneeded. And I know you, you can re relate to me in terms of the that pressure, that product pressure. Yeah. And and it's like, oh, I need to get this right now. If and I then, don't, I'm gonna lose money. That's that's right. <laughs> and so I think a big one, right? I've been saving up for a uh, gravel bike. 
Mm-hmm. And it's been a long process because they're expensive. I mean, it's it'll be worth it in the long run. So again, I think we make that excuse sometimes. Like if, And what I've been trying to say recently for myself and for my family has been, if I don't have the money, I'm not extending. Yep. Like I'm not doing any, oh, well, it's going to be really worth it. So I can, I can, you know, just come up with that extra $400 later. <laughs> and, and I just feel like that gets us caught. Like that's how Black Friday really works, right? Because you feel that. You feel, oh, there's a bunch of stuff going on sale right now. And then you're like, but I don't have enough money. Oh, and then there's that tension, right? And you kind of feel your 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 head starts to it's heat so, up. It's and so toxic. It it is, and and you, you find yourself on the phone, like, can I find a better price? Can uh-huh. I, I, it, it's just so bad. So, anyways, listeners, I would just encourage you to take take this time to really one enjoy the family, enjoy the food, enjoy winter coming to be, even though it's. 80 degrees outside perfect sean it's hotter here than I know. arizona what the heck <laughs> happened 84 today i think was the high here i don't get it it's supposed to be uh 69 and like low in the 40s tomorrow and a couple of days later and then it's supposed to rain next week i don't i don't understand what's going on but yeah uh the the black friday toxicity and the cyber monday toxicity that comes to where it's like you feel if you didn't buy whatever you bought this week you're losing money. You're wasting money because oh, I could have bought it. And I mean, yep. I'll fully admit right now, this last two paychecks, I extended myself farther. I'm going to have to pull from savings, but it's only because I paid for school for my next semester. And oh, that's, yeah. that's something I'm willing to invest yeah. that money in right now. But it's not because I bought gifts. It's because, hey, I wanted to take two classes instead of one. It's more than I budgeted for. I'm going to have to pull a little extra out of yep. savings. So that I'm running into right now, but the, <laughs> the funds, I, you know, I set aside money, basically caps for myself for gifts. And if I spend that this weekend, cool. If I spend it in three weeks, cool. It's not either way. Yeah. It's not like I'm losing out because I didn't buy it this Friday. Yeah. And I think, you know, now it's kind of a misnomer in my mind, the Black Friday thing. I mean, I've been looking, sometimes you just, I'm interested in how things fluctuate. I just have an interest in one finance and then two, how products move in terms of, and I'll tell you this, Sean, I've been doing a deep dive. Everything's going up. <laughs> so believe it or not. And, and so it hasn't been a very deep dive. I only went about three feet. Uh-huh. Nothing is really on sale. And, yeah. and I feel like that is, we just talked about it in technology that shaped us and how cell phones used to be reasonable yeah. with an upgrade. You could get a new cell phone for like, Two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty. Yeah, you know, you pay the tax on the three hundred, and then you know you get it for about three hundred dollars, um, and or sorry, on the thousand because it'd be yeah. like a thousand dollars, and then so that'd be an extra hundred dollars. Bring it up to three hundred. Yep. So anyway, it was this kind of interesting thing where now, no matter where you go, even even now for technology, now if you want a drone, I think Black Friday is still a good time to get a drone. <laughs> yeah. But that's a very niche, um, niche specific item that is not what everybody needs right now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen some I, like REI will send these emails, and it's like 50 percent off sale. And then you look, and you're like, oh, it's still that's... like over a hundred and fifty dollars for this item. Like, I, I'm sorry if I'm seeing fifty percent off. I want it to be like thirty bucks. <laughs> oh, you know, it's REI just, is. I, I love them for the return policy. I yes. love them for what they offer in one place. I think it's great. And the 10% back. But realistically, their sales are they're kind of junky. They're pretty bunk. Yeah. Because yeah, it's and, usually like has to be an REI specific, like the REI brand. That's right. Which you look at and you're like, I don't want anything from this list. I love REI too, but their sales, I think sometimes are they're a little too... Too stingy. Too stingy. <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush. They're being stingy. All right. Um, REI won't be listening to this probably. So I think we're okay, Sean. <laughs> so something I'm grateful for, I was actually just alluding to it, um, is I recently bought, now that we're on the recently train, mm-hmm. I recently, I had saved up and I'd been saving for a long time for this new bike. But every once in a while, mm-hmm. I'll just decide, Hey, you know what? I'll take whatever amount to get myself something that I think it would be nice to get a new one of. Yeah. And then that'll just come out of my bike savings. And, you know, it'll take me, 
Okay, a little a bit couple longer. couple more months to get to get the bike. Yeah. Um, and so that recently happened with me for my new sunglasses, and I thought, wow, this is kind of a funny story. And I showed Sean. So I I really like the Oakley Hallbrook sunglasses. Okay. And they're kind of specific, but they they just fit my my head pretty well. That's hard to find sometimes. It, it so is. like it's hard to find glasses you think you like fits your head well because I still have not found a pair that I like. And, and and that's big, right? Because if they're too loose, like jangling around up there, yep. like you just anyway these fit right. And what ended up happening was the last pair of sunglasses. I am a big big man of uh, consistency and discipline and all that. I mean, listeners probably know this, but. I had the same pair of sunglasses. I bought them in 2018. Wow. The summer of 2018, working at Agilis, I found a killer deal on neat, on Oakley Hallbrooks. They were the clear version, and I bought those. I still have those today, but now they're going to be officially my riding glasses, okay. um, slash if I'm at the pool or something. Mm-hmm. But the problem that happened is I dropped them so many times that the... The hinge actually is loose. Uh, so now yeah. if I like, they're fine if they're on my face, but if I put them on my head, they have a tendency to fall back because there's no, there's no, there's no tension, no there. tension there. Well, compression, I guess yeah. right? on my, on my skull. And so anyway, they, they just would fly off all the time. And so that didn't help the product. Like once it started happening, <laughs> it got worse, it got worse <laughs> because every time they fall off, it would just get worse and they get more, more scratch. So I finally decided, okay, you know what? It's been five years. I'm going to buy a new pair of sunglasses. Okay. And so I did. And that's that's something I've been thankful for because it's, one, it's it's made me remember why getting a new thing is fun for mm-hmm. you. And then two, how it can be like a, a special treat. Um, and if you really, I guess it's, I was trying to prove to myself that, Wow. I've had these, this other pair, like when I was really thinking about it, five years. Yeah. That's a long time. That, that is a long time, especially for glasses. So I, you know, and you don't want to spend, it's one of those things like this is over a hundred dollars for a pair of sunglasses because yeah. yeah. they're Oakley's. Yeah. When I originally bought them though, they were like 50% off. So <laughs> I got that, I got that killer deal. Um, but I just felt, I felt good about the process of getting them and knowing that I had taken care of a product. And that's, I think what I, I'm more getting at here was it's fun to take care of something yeah, and, and to really try and cherish it and not just throw it like, I, you know, we, and it's all, it's happened to everybody. We've lost something and sunglasses are one of those things you lose. And a lot of times I hear the argument, Oh, why would you spend a lot of money for sunglasses when you could just lose them like tomorrow at the beach? And that's true. But in this case, it wasn't, Sean. I, I I don't ever really agree with that argument. I only have what I would consider nice sunglasses because I have prescriptions in them. So they weren't crazy expensive. It was still through Costco, but I still like them. But the argument of, well, why spend a lot of money and get nice sunglasses when you could lose those? Yet we all carry a $1,000 device that's the same size as our sunglasses in our pocket. That you could also lose at any time, or your That's wallet true. could fall out and you could lose at any time, and you have all your credit cards in there. Like I, I find that the argument of well, you could lose it, you could lose anything. That doesn't mean you should always buy cheap stuff because you might lose it. And so, some people do. Yeah, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then that's on them, you know. Yeah. But, Generally, like it's not a good reason to not invest in something you want that will give you a return on investment just because you're afraid you might lose it. It's like not buying a car because you're afraid you might crash it. That's always yeah. a possibility, but it's not oh, a reason yeah. to not you know, invest in something good. Well, and I, I, I think it always comes back to the, have you saved it up? You know, I had mm-hmm. the money, so there was no stress. And that's a huge part of the process. Yep. So, um, yeah, the next thing that I'm really kind of looking forward to, and yet I'm still thankful for, I was just on that work trip, Sean. Mm-hmm. And... So I, I did running instead. I've been telling you and the listeners that whenever I'm traveling, I don't have my bike. I sort of, I still keep the routine up mm-hmm. of getting out and doing a morning exercise uh, for, for myself, for just the feeling that it provides me, this, the anti-stress, the kind of getting ready for the day. 
And so I ended up running 18 miles last week in, wow. in SF over the week, over the course of the five days. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like, wow, that's, you know, it's amazing. Again, I, I always say it listeners, but if you're wondering about how a hobby can sort of transpire, I'm, I've never been like a consistent runner. I've, and before biking, I was never a consistent biker. You just start doing it. And if you set a goal to go out and run, go figure, you do it. <laughs> and and so I just would encourage everyone, wherever you are, try things and don't just pin yourself to one thing. Yeah. You know, it's fun to, ex- to experience new hobbies, new feelings and new, ex- like for me with the traveling and put and bringing the running shoes, it's, I've always said, you get to experience a city in a new light. Mm-hmm. It's not like the typical tourist way of experiencing a community. And that's what I would encourage people to dive into. Now, what I will say, when I, when Monday came around, I got on that bike. Actually, no, it was Sunday. I took a bike ride. Oh, was it nice? The bike. The bike is. It's the, your jam. The bike is home for for Johnny P. You know, and that's something I just know. Uh, I love it, and it is one of those places that I can go to, and nobody's with me, and I get to kind of go away and have my moment. And that's very important, especially if you're a parent, a dad, and you have kids, you need your place. You need your place and your space. So figure it out. I mean, it could be a man cave. Don't get me wrong, but that doesn't mean that so-and-so may not come in there and throw off your, your vibe. (laughs) So I am very grateful and thankful for the, for my bike and for continuing to pursue that. Um, and what it's leading me to do, because honestly, because of making that a part of my life and making that decision five years ago, now the running doesn't seem so, yeah. right? It's the same thing. You get up, you go, and you do it, and your body just responds. Yep. I, I, just, I haven't been running, but I was noticing that the days where I felt good, I felt like my body was healthy, I felt strong, I felt really energized— was the days that I was walking the dog every morning. Mm. And then when Kate and the dog would go back home and I was by myself and I would sleep in or I would play video games all day, I would notice <clears throat> I wouldn't feel the same. So the last couple of days before work, like because I've been working from home, I get up just as if I were going to go walk the dog and then I just go for a walk by myself. And yep. I call them solo walks in Strava. And it's amazing what just two to two and a half miles in a brisk morning temp will oh, do for yeah. you even if you're by yourself there's no reason to be doing it other than you just want to be doing it i feel so much better oh there's a today, reason <laughs> there's today a reason. and monday i feel way better than i did yesterday because i couldn't i couldn't go for a walk yesterday mm-hmm. i had to get to work really early i had a really early meeting this morning i worked you know got that nice walk in came and sat home and worked from home <coughs> and i noticed yep. i felt so much better today than they did yesterday. It's really cool. No, that's great, man. And and that, I think in general, uh, I'll, I'll finish my kind of um, what gear I'm thankful for with the cliche, you know, I am grateful to be healthy and have that same feeling because it could be very different. You know, today, in today's world, there's a lot of complications that can come about, come about from living in the, in the U.S., and, uh, you know, that, that makes it difficult for, for a lot of people. And, and if you're in that, that boat, I, I, I'm, I send my condolences and, and pray that you will be, you know, given better health through, the, through these practices that Sean's kind of outlining here, where it's picking up the, the foot and putting it down and, and just starting small wherever you are and, and continuing to push forward into a, a path of productivity and a better practice for your own personal routine. And that's really what this is all about. So, um, yeah, let's, let's get around that listeners. Sean, what do you have? You have a few more things here. I know on your, your gear list. So, yeah. So these are a little bit more, not necessarily tools that I can use as tools that make me feel good, I guess, that I'm thankful for. So the first one is just straight up my apartment. Like this is the first time in my life oh, that yeah. I've been living on my own and having my own time without the possibility of somebody else stepping into it, you know? Um, and it has really allowed me to flourish and really 
explore more hobbies, my personal opinions on myself and my self-esteem and really getting that time to also just hang out, play video games, do what I want to do, go for walks, go for a drive, go out and eat, stay home, cook dinner. Like that has given me so much of a boost this last about four months that I just feel so much healthier in my work life, my social life, my relationship. I feel so much more capable of being present in those places because I have the ability to step back in my own time and do my own thing. And I really enjoy that. And I will continue to take that lesson even when I move in with somebody or whether it's a roommate or whether it's moving in with Kate, like whatever it is, finding that time to provide for myself that solitude and to be able to continue you know, exploring myself. And the last thing, gear, semi-gear, that I'm really thankful for <laughs> is actually a tattoo that I got a couple of months ago to honor a friend of mine that passed this summer because he, every time I see it, it reminds me of him. And when I think of him, it reminds me of all the lessons that he taught me in life and how to be a good partner, how to be a good friend, how to be a good group manager, like everything. I see it constantly and I go, oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, I remember that story Jordan told me about this. And so it was, you know, took an hour and 20 minutes and, you know, a couple hundred bucks to get this tattoo. And magically, I, I don't know, I can just look at it and, you know, it's a little sad because I remember that he's passed. But at the same time, I go, hey, think about all of the things that he gave me in our relationship and in our friendship that we had while we were going to school together and working together and everything. So for me, the apartment and the my flying tiger tattoo and the black stone are my three things I'm most thankful for gear-wise, physicality-wise this year. Love it. And let's go flying tigers everywhere. That's that's all I need to say about that. So that kind of clears up uh, our, the gear we're thankful for. We hope you enjoyed that. We're going to move into progress we've made this year. So this is this year's achievements and opportunities. So... Uh, you know, for myself, similar to Sean, I think there's been a lot of growth personally at, at work and I'm really grateful for that. Um, we have, I was able to get more opportunities regarding being a leader. And I know that that's something that we both enjoy kind of diving into, which is leadership, being able to grow in people and, and, and learn from that, right? I'm, I'm definitely not the perfect leader and have a lot to learn regarding that role. Uh, but this was a really good year to kind of press that out and have, you know, some successes and, and some lessons, lessons learned ultimately regarding that process. And, and, and secondly, you know, there was a lot of things that I had done for the first time. And I think Sean, you, you've also had some of these recently as well, um, regarding designs that I've been hugely a part of and more or less the, the POC, you know, everything comes down the culture that I'm currently a, a part of it at work is it's on you yeah. and it, and and that is something we've never really had previously or at least I'm not going to speak for Sean not any, not in the past that I've had to that much weight on me it's sort of on you and you alone we've always I've always been sort of supported in the decisions I'm making being guided but in this case it's more or less well, yeah, you're going to have a little bit of help if you have a question, but overall, nobody's holding your hand. Like you, there's so much work to do that it, it, it's you, like this is your design. So you make the call. And I really, I, that's been great. And I think, um, you know, I'm very thankful for that opportunity. Um, as I've continued, this is going to be my, uh, closing out my second year at Northrop Grumman. And, uh, so what crazy to think about how fast that went. I, I know, man, what a, what a year. So yeah, those are my two big things, uh, regarding professional development and sort of achievements and opportunities. And we can talk more about the lessons learned I had later, but Sean, what about you? What, what's the big, where's the progress going these days? It's also a lot of my progress has been in terms of work this year as well. You know, getting the new job back in May and, you know, spending the first couple of months learning and shadowing and training 
And then very, very quickly having the training wheels completely ripped off and being responsible for a lot that I wasn't expecting that fast. I was like, I, I, told, <laughs> I told my boss, like, I'm not complaining, but I this is this it. is really cool. Really, we got really, really, really fast. And I think that that has something that has been really amazing to watch how I handle being given these tasks and getting them complete. And again, being the sole designer on on three parts that I'm making simultaneously that if if the test pieces work out, these are things that will go on potentially every machine that we make from now on. And I think that that is absolutely crazy that I'm getting the ability to do that and to be involved in these meetings and these talks and you know taking on those responsibilities, gaining more leadership opportunities, you know taking officer roles in toastmasters at work and yeah. you know I spent an hour and 20 minutes on Tuesday sitting with one of the other guys. He's not in my department, he's just in toastmasters and we've kind of he's kind of lost touch a little bit with what toastmasters was doing and he's kind of just fell on off the wagon cuz he's been busy. And I sat with him for an hour and 20 minutes and walked him through how to pay his dues, how to sign up on the website, how to go through, how to use the tools so he's getting the most from his membership. And we just sat there and he was like, man, I had no idea all of this existed. And if I had known this six months ago, think about how much farther I would be now. And I'm like, yeah, that watching that the light in his eyes click where he starts to realize the potential wow. that he has and the amount of power that he he holds just by being able to ask just questions. Just by being a Toastmaster. Just by being a Toastmaster. Like it was so much power. It was really cool to <laughs> to watch that in his eyes. And so, you know, taking the the leadership opportunities like you mentioned, you know, taking the responsibilities, volunteering for everything and anything. Mm. And this is something that I think has kind of been lost. I don't know if it's a new generation thing or a new world thing, but you know in my opinion, as the new guy, you should be, your responsibility should be volunteering for anything and everything you can get your hands on. No matter how menial, how advanced, whatever it is, you should be volunteering because that's how you grow the strength and the knowledge to be the dude sitting across from me right now, working, finishing his second year, taking the leadership opportunities and being responsible (laughs) for stuff. Like you have to be willing to say, I want to do this. And that I think leads to the biggest progress that I've made in work and in a lot of personal life is understanding that everybody faces imposter syndrome, but nobody really talks about it. Mm. And if you recognize that and start working towards minimizing it, it's crazy what you can do by saying, oh, this, I will tackle this. This will be okay. You know, I'm only six months in, six and a half months into this new position. I already feel light years better in terms of understanding how I deserve this role. I'm supposed to be here. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. A couple of months ago, yeah. I would have told you there's absolutely no way. I'm just waiting for them to realize I'm an idiot and they're going to fire me. <laughs> you know, like that that was crazy and I didn't realize everyone was feeling that until I started until I started talking to people about it. Then I recognized that and I was like, "Oh man." So now looking back, you know, I'm so much farther now than I was then and I can only imagine where I'll be in another 6 months. So for me, it's the the new job and all the, the learnings that have come from that, understanding imposter syndrome is common. You can tackle it. And just, you know, taking the opportunities to say yes to everything. So for me, the biggest yeah. progress that I've made this year is the self-confidence to say, I can do it. Just give me the assignment and I will get it done. And mm-hmm. that, that's a really cool thing to learn. No, that's wonderful, Sean. I think that really goes and should encourage a lot of listeners. It's encouraging me. You know, these are these are important things to understand that we all have these feelings regarding feeling like we don't belong at a certain point in time. And they're going to come and go. I mean, the, the roller coaster never ends. But I think when you feel like you don't belong, push into it and, and realize that without this type of growth or this type of... Uh, somebody's interested in your growth and development yeah. and and that's why they've given you the opportunity. So don't act like it was just by chance. You know, we yeah. got to look at these and act like there was intention behind the decision. Nobody would have given us this opportunity unless they thought that we were worthy of the opportunity. Yeah. And, and in this case, they obviously thought you were worthy and, and you are continuing to have uh, worthwhile 
uh, inputs for the for the organization. So, you know, everybody can come around that, Sean. I, thanks for sharing. So as we move into our lessons learned here to, to finish out the show today, giving thanks, you know, this is an important part of everything we do here at the podcast. And not only are we thankful, but we're, we're thankful for the losses, for the things that really shape us. Um, and in terms of something that really was big for me in the last, it's sort of a, a progress we've made, but also a lesson learned. And it's just how much time it can take to get out of that slump that you're talking about in terms of imposter syndrome. My, me and my family picked up and left San Diego uh, almost two years ago. It'll be two years in March of next year. Um, so we're, we're just, we're almost there. And this year we've really started to, I think, flourish in various ways. You know, I, I think of, you know, my marriage, I think of parenting, man, there were so many lessons learned through that process of going through something so extreme Yeah, because that was an imposter syndrome in, in <laughs> terms of, oh, wow, we're really moving to Arizona. We're really like when you commit to something like that and then you do all the things that we did, like first time renters, second time home buyers, you know, <laughs> a lot of it, you just feel like, is this really us? Is this really going to be our story? But yeah, it, it is. And, and, you know, we just talked about the home buying process. So go back, uh, I think it was episode 80, the big eight O for the home buying process, but go back and listen to that. I think we, we provided a lot of insight. This is a great time to buy listeners, but on that point in the process of learning how to do that, you're going to feel like you're an imposter. You're going to feel like I'm not really in the place that I should be. Why, why should I have a house? And, and, and you can just chalk this up to anytime you're in the thick of it with anything new, you're going to feel like, why am I the one? And I think that's, that is the conscience telling you and trying to cut you down and give you disappointing news regarding if you mess up, then it's going to be, there's going to be ramifications, yep. which may be true, but at the end of the day, there's still plenty of safety and, and you have a blanket there. So, you know, regarding coming out of that, man, there's been so much growth for us as a, as a family you know, being now, um, a better spouse to my wife. And I think every time you have any type of failure regarding human communication, there's so much to learn from that. And that's what I would say about whether you're in a, a marriage or a relationship, take the, the lumps and view those in the same light as your, as your triumphs. I mean, there, there's so much to learn today regarding, when you make a mistake or when you are feeling like you're failing, maybe start pushing a little deeper. If it's a failure, start trying to really get to the root cause of that failure and understand how you won't do it again and potentially how, oh, wow, there's actually, I'm, I'm getting some joy doing this. Like there's some joy in uprooting this. I'm finding a sense of thanksgiving. And again, this is the digging deeper part here, but um, that's kind of my way to segue into the lessons learned. Yeah, Let's... I like it. <laughs> Any thoughts there, Sean, or do you want to just dive into your um, your lesson learned? Well, it kind of piggybacks off that because my biggest lesson learned so far this year has been to just keep pushing. And this was something that that you know, listening to you talk about the scary experience of picking your whole family and moving to a completely different state, going to first time renters, second time home buyers, like that sounds terrifyingly terrifying, right? <laughs> and, and just you recognizing that and saying, hey, no, we're going to get through this. We're just going to keep pushing. We'll figure this out. Having that, in my opinion, the quote, we'll figure this out mentality is crazy, crazy powerful. Because yep. Yep. I see it in everything, whether it's work or, you know, relationship. Kate and I trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do? We've got this this problem running into. What are we going to do? Oh, my God, this is a lot of money. we got to do this. we got to do that. And it's like, no, we'll figure this out. We'll get through this. Yep. So to keep pushing, no matter what you're running into, I find is 
a lesson that I will constantly need to keep learning because it's very easy to forget. We all will. <laughs> but, we all will. But like that, that is my biggest lesson learned from this year. You know, going from being unemployed and running out of money, living with my parents in my late 20s, to moving into my own apartment, having a very successful job, having conversations with my manager about leadership tracks and what I'm going to be doing and taking over, you know, leading certain meetings and doing that to being able to wake up on a Sunday and just sit around and play video games in my apartment on my PS5 by <laughs> myself. That. Like <laughs> that going from where I was to where I am now, it's so hard to believe. And I, I thought about it last, a couple of weeks ago, I was having a rough day at work, right? I was working from home and I was having a rough day. It was one of those days where it feels like you can't catch up. As soon as oh, you finish yeah. one task, there's another one that has to be done. And then while you're in the middle of that one, there's another one that has to be done. And it just constantly snowballs. And I was sitting there and I stepped back and I was really stressed and having a rough day. And I was like, man, F this, F that, this, this is awful. And then I sat <laughs> back and said, you know what? Here I am sitting in my own apartment stressing about work. When yeah. four months ago, I had zero prospects of a job. And there yeah. was no way I was going to be able to, to make rent at oh. my own apartment, period. And I was like, man, let me flip that completely around and go, no, this is a cool opportunity to say, hey, I'm sitting in my own living room by myself in my own apartment with a job. Yeah. That's crazy. What a, what a you know, turnover. A few, yeah. Half a year ago, I was like, man, I have nothing. I have no prospects, no job. I don't know how I'm going to make money. And then here I am. So like that, wow. just to keep pushing, keep recognizing and doing this exercise, the, yep. the staying thankful, repeating what you're thankful for, what you're grateful for doing this, like you said, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis at a minimum once a month should be what you're doing. But yeah. like just recognizing what you have, it's, it's crazy. No matter how bad your day is, just think about how far you've come in the last couple of months. Well, and talk about an anti-burnout technique here again yeah, oh, yeah. We, we've talked about the where where a lot of people get and sean you are probably on the brink of maybe a a, a mini burnout yep. at, at, during a week yep, yep and you just hit that limit and we all hit them you know we all hit those limits and i think it's important to recognize when they happen and that oh wow like i am still not where i need to be mentally like because at some point, there's a mental crack, and it, I think that also frustrates us as as individuals, right? Because we profess to be always good and, and always on, and then when we have like a moment of like, oh man, like I've done it this year, where I've made a mistake and I've like said something that I shouldn't have said or or broke down in a meeting maybe on a decision that maybe isn't being made in the way that I think it should be. I'll say a little too much or be a little too harsh <laughs> on the author of said decision. And, and those are just moments where you need to take back and say, Hey, was I really uplifting to the team there or uplifting to myself? Mm -hmm. And you know, that's kind of where, where I'm going to end here, which is listeners smiles and compliments to other individuals within your squad. And, and let's just be real, Sean, your squad is everybody yeah. on this planet. Yeah. Anybody that is around you at the exact moment in time, whether it's a complete random person you've never met or somebody that's on your team that you just smells funny and you don't, don't like their teeth, compliments and smiles all the way around. I mean, this is something that if we can break this into our culture, uh, we will be a successful uh, individual slash community and i think the that's the important here is really the community thriving yep. right because if i'm not as a leader if i profess to be a good leader and my community is not thriving i'm not a good leader and if i'm trying to cultivate a culture of uplifting and and hard work at you know good work ethic and and work hard play hard that type of thing which everybody always talks about work hard play hard and uh -huh. you know we're we're doing it big and but you know you can talk all the big game you want but are you really acknowledging individual contributions? I was just thinking recently, we have a very specific way in the corporate structure of acknowledging contributions. It's usually on like a once a year cycle. Yep. When you get hey, your annual review. <laughs> hey, you did a pretty good job here. 
Hey, you know, and, and and to me that's just a that's just a loss in corporate America. I think in general, if you can start to be a leader or a person that's interacting with people, maybe you're not even a leader. Maybe you're just a part of the squad that's promoting a good leadership vision. Man, if you can just start complimenting people organically, spreading a a um, a cheerful disposition to your teammates, man, you just don't know where that's going to go and where that's going to take you. Yep. And I've been reading this um, this book by I believe it's Dale Carnegie. It's like this uh, make friends and and influence people book. It's it's been around forever. I'll put a link in the show notes. But a lot of this is is baked in there, and I've really been thinking about it because I think no matter where you go. No matter what community you go to, whether it's, you know, your corporation or just friends or the bar, it's, you know, it's, it's a little icy and, and not people can get a little weirded out by, um, I think just the disposition of cheerfulness Yeah, because they, you never know where it's coming from. Oh, this person just wants, they're (laughs) trying to sell me something. And so we've been, we've been bred to believe that if anybody's being just genuinely happy that's wrong something's wrong yeah so let's something's not right let's let's turn this around listeners again this is the how-to hobby podcast we're gonna we're gonna cultivate a new culture here where let's put on a smile and and say hello and be uh just be joyful about the things we have content sean just mentioned it you know let's let's set up our weekly daily and and monthly cycle of recollection on the things that we're grateful for and see where that takes us this year and and man i mean we're actually this year is pretty much almost over so we're you got a little bit of time left listeners but just enough to get to get the old iron horse going down the road that's that's uh that's sean's bike by the way i'm looking at it it's a good one uh anything to add there on the i i am interested in your thoughts there sean regarding the that idea I think that it's something that has was big and has been forgotten in the last few decades. I feel like, especially when I would go to the small town America, you know, go see with my grandparents in Arkansas or see my grandpa in North Carolina, there's a different vibe of everyone is genuinely nice because they're just genuinely nice. They care about each other. They care about the community, the town, whatever it is. Yeah. Everybody waves as they drive by. <laughs> Hello. If you were in San Diego or in Phoenix and somebody waved at you while you were driving by, you'd probably be weirded out because you're like, this isn't normal. I think we should make it normal. I think yeah. that the compliments and the smiles really go a long way. Something that I have always taken upon myself, I've never asked anybody about it, but when somebody at work or my personal life shows up with a new haircut and I notice, I compliment them. Oh, there you go. It's the tiniest thing. But yep. when you go and you get a haircut, the impact it like has on bucks. well, yeah, the impact <laughs> it has on your self esteem is crazy. And then you walk in, and somebody goes, "Hey, dude, did you get a haircut?" Yeah, I did. It looks really good. Super simple. Doesn't have to be very long. Don't have to make a big deal of it. You probably just made that person's day by saying, "Hey, the hairstyle that you currently have looks good. Congratulations. Good yep. job." That's crazy. Keep it up. The small <laughs> things like that are the things that can change people's days, make their lives better. You know, I remember when I was experimenting and I got a new haircut back when we were at Agilis, and I walked by a homeless person actually, and the homeless person turned and, and complimented me on my hair and said it makes <laughs> it makes your face look really good. Dude, I was beaming from ear to ear for like the next twenty four hours. This is the weirdest experience. Wow. That was just from a homeless person on the street that I was walking past and go a get nice lunch. Homeless like, person. You can change people's lives by doing the stuff. So yeah, compliments and smiles. El, El Indio right. lunch. What, uh, what was your go-to lunch spot? It was actually the the Japanese spot up at the oh, top okay. to go get the bento box with the sushi. Oh, yeah. It was so so no, good. That was that, I did that once, but man, it took a long time. It was like yeah. that was like an hour commitment. Yeah, it was. You not, like straight up fast. <laughs> when you walk up there, you're like, hey, I want the lunch, and they're like, oh okay. Did, did you hear that Rubicon's doing cheeseburgers now? No, I did not. Yeah, they had a giveaway a couple of weeks ago. They were opening. Uh, brand new cheeseburgers like the first hundred people online got like free cheeseburgers for for like, a year for or something or something yeah it was crazy so yeah if anyone's interested in uh, india street rubicon deli is now doing cheeseburgers rather than Holy just sandwiches moly. i can't i can't take it in we're gonna have to close down the episode <laughs> on that note well sean thank you for opening up your home tonight this has been wonderful uh 
these moments for us listeners are, are, are special and we're not just putting, putting gas on the, this isn't cheap gas, right? I don't look at Sean and say, oh yeah, he's just, he's just gassing me up for, for all of his worthiness or, you know, for something for him, you know, the, we enjoy each other and, and we're really growing in this process with you. And so we hope you're finding value in, in what we're putting down. We just want to thank you as listeners of the How To Hobby Podcast, again, for keeping the lights on. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, week with your loved ones, and we'll be with you uh, for the for the coming future, of course. I mean, we're not going anywhere. So this has been great. I've got the Blackstone linked. Uh, if you're interested in the, in the sunglasses I bought, uh, we can put a couple more things that we covered. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, Rubicon potentially, but we'll see. I don't know. That was just, that blew my mind. I'm going to have to go get a cheeseburger after this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wonderful to spend time with you, Sean. Thanks for always take, keeping the, keeping the vibes up here at HQ and listeners, you know where to find us at the how to hobby podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard tonight or today, please feel free to give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your your How To Hobby Podcast. Thanks a lot and have a great day.